What's up, guys? I'm James O'Neill, your host of the Predator Hunter podcast. This is the place where we go into detail with the equipment that we use and how we use that equipment application specific. Today, we're going to be going over uh, a setup that we've used for our whole lives. We've honestly used it our whole lives. Before we go there, though, we have uh, Keith Rissey as co-host and John O'Neill as co-host, and we're doing something that we've never done before. We are streaming live on Instagram for you guys that, you know, you're going to get first dibs. You're going to be able to watch the podcast first, and hopefully the audio is good. Of course, it's not going to be anything like what you're actually going to be hearing through Anchor or Spotify or once we get it uploaded to YouTube, but hopefully it's good enough that you guys can kind of tell what we're talking about. We're going over the kill box, how we set it up, where we set it up, why we set it up, how we do, and the success that we have had with them. I have the shakes, dude. Bad. So bad. Um, so what, what, uh, what we've got going on, guys, is a kill box setup that we that we've meticulously set up to detail. And I'm going to show you guys on the video here. This is actually a thermal imaging screenshot of a thermal drone. Uh, it's a Matrice 210. Maybe you guys can even see it here on Instagram. That black hot down in the bottom left corner, unless it gets turned over for you guys, is actually Keith standing there. And then... There's John right here, my pinky, and I'm in the tractor. So you guys can kind of get the setup, kind of see the setup. And we're working on a YouTube video. So what we wanted to do was kind of use this podcast as a precursor, kind of an amplifier to get you guys jacked up for what's about to come. Because I think that, that this is probably, if, I, if we do it right, we, we've got the trigger pullers. We've got the footage. I just want to present it really cool, really unique for the YouTube channel so that um, you guys can have a little bit of entertainment there too. And I think that we've got it, but the, the kill box is, is designed. It's exactly just what, what, just what it says. Exactly <laughs> what it says. It's a kill box it's for one thing and one thing only. And when they go in, they don't come out. And most of the time it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of constructed. It's a little bit tougher for, and nothing against anybody out there that may not be able to have the opportunity that, that we do. But, I mean, we're looking at that's our stack yard for our bull pasture. Okay, so that's all of the, the hay that we've put up throughout the summer months that we stack in a yard for 30 to 40 head of bulls that we winter in that specific pasture. So what we've done is we've went in there and we've just configured that stack lot to, I mean, once you look at it, once you guys, once we, you see the video, we've created a buffer zone in the shape of a kill box. And it, like I said, it's all by design. That buffer was designed to not only shield our sounds and our sight, but it also is a platform for us to elevate ourselves and be able to take uh, a lot more efficient and, in the end, effective shots on these animals. 
And it's pretty unique in itself as far as, yeah, the setup, the area, and whatnot. But how we set them bales up, as well as, I mean, going even as in-depth as the windmill making noise that's 150 to 200 yards away. It's just people ask, how do you get in there, or how do you sneak in on a coyote when there's snow on the ground or there's a crusted snow? And 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 re- really, you don't sneak up on them there. I mean, yeah, you sneak in, but... Like you said, it's a buffer zone, and then there's noise in the background from the windmill. Maybe the breeze is blowing, the windmill's squeaking, just different things like that that makes it so unique. And that's that's right on spot because you take it a step further, and we're in a certain location with our just our train, just where we're where we're at on the map. I think that we're in a spot where if if you did some biological studies there's probably some kind of migratory movement from that animal there, from the refuge to the sand hills to all the way down south. Sure. For, and with the river being there, yeah. once that does, and you've heard us say it on TV before, but once that weather, once the climate changes, the seasons change, and that freezes up, it's absolutely a highway for those coyotes. And and being in there and seeing all those coyotes, like the one night we went in, there was 15 different coyotes or 18 different coyotes. Just this year. Right. And and when I say a pack leaves, one pack might go north and the other might go south. I mean, they're coming from all different areas. It's not just the river to the south, per se. And we watch all of that. I mean, right. we pay special attention to it. But, um, you know, going back to the very beginning, like I said, the you got to have the equipment to be able to set something up like this. Most of the time, you know, guys, you just, you don't have, a lot of guys don't have the access to a 120 to a 200 horsepower tractor with a loader where they can, you know, with, with the grapple, they, they can grab these 12 to 1600 pound large round bales, big round bales and pile them how efficiently we do for the kill box. And we're going, uh, I mean, with the setup here, you'll see from the aerial thermal imaging, we get really elaborate. We make basically, not basically, we make a tunnel where we walk in the corner of the stackyard through numerous bales, and then we even set a wall up along the edge of that tunnel so that we're only exposed. We're, We're really not exposed at all. The only time we're really exposed is when when we start feeding those bales later on in the season and the, and the, the supply of hay starts right, to dwindle right. and go down, then, you know, there's certain gaps where if there's coyotes like, you know, straight south down here, they can yeah. see us across sometimes. But until that happens, I mean, we're, we're pretty much completely unexposed until we crest the top of our two-tier, two-tier uh, uh, bale that we've, you know, the, the edge of the kill box. Yeah, and even even say you peek up over the edge to shoot, that's, I mean, if you were exposed, that's when it's going to be for a split second to get that footage or, or pull that trigger, you know. And and even going as far as leaving a little space so you can film from back behind without being up over the bales, you know, different things like, that we've done in the past for that. Yeah, it's... it's uh like you said, I like the, the, the mention of like the, the windmill and everything. I mean, for us hunting at night, the darker and almost even the windier, not, not to the extent where it's, you know, 15 to 20 miles an hour, right? 
but 10, a good steady 10 mile an hour breeze because it, it, it masks so much. Right. There's of, a lot of times when you, it, there's not enough wind. We, we don't go because there's no wind. There's no, nothing to mask your sound getting in. On locations that aren't really the kill box. You know, I mean, the yeah. kill box, you, you can, without any wind, we can get in. It just takes us a little bit longer because of the buffer that we've created. Or even feeding the bulls right next to the fence. So exactly. they're right there close. You exactly. walk through them, you know, they're it, 10 yards from the from the kill box fence. And they're always, all night long, they're up, they're yeah. down, yep. they're getting a drink, they're crunching the snow. So they don't, the coyotes don't know the difference between, right. we, we prove right. it. We've got video of it this year where they literally are laying on top of the bales sleeping seven of them well we walk in and what john ranged that one at 13 yards or something the other night and then when i walk in that one runs in front of us because we're five yards away yeah he peed his pants is what he did he did or i did you did you should have kicked it (laughs) but yeah walking in and and not knowing what you are you know early early like that and they, they were walking right up to us two different ones yeah, they went you right know. up to it until that one, the, the wind, he caught a little yeah. bit of a skiff, yeah. turned around, and he still didn't take off like he was not going to come back. Yeah. But the the design of it, I mean, you can see how we make it. It's, it's the corner of a box, and then the other corner is the other part of the box with a couple openings diagonally so that we can get in. And then and then usually you'll see on the beginning of the video, we, we turn bales over so that you can... Uh, that we can stand on them. There's no curvature. There's, there's, there's no arc on the top of those right, bales. We right. tip them upside, right side up. So it's a flat surface and we put, you know, half a dozen to eight bales and then we can set our guns up there. We can sit up there. We can stand up there. If we need to move around, we're not messing with the curvature of the top of those bales. Yeah. What, what did we get crazy? Has it been five years since we started Kind of getting a little crazy on that. Getting and, really, really in particular. Right. Really in particular on it where it, it just, you, you, you don't have to do it. No. And and in the past, other places, we've done it with small square bales and not a, not the extreme of the kill box, but, and we're doing that for, you know, a week, two weeks, maybe, you know. And it works. And it does. But, but this is comfort, man. It is. I mean, yeah. you, you get in yeah. there and in all honesty, we were talking about this. We have this designed so well. In the early season, those coyotes that are coming in that, that have never been spooked, never been shot, never been shot at, you should say, I bet we could drive our pickup right in there and park it. And that's what you had said even this year, to we should just park in there. Just know? to try it out. You're right. You could just sit in there and chill. Yep. And then, boom, as soon as, our, as soon as Recon 3 or 2 goes hot. Yeah. And there's a, there's a you know, we'll, we'll go into detail on that too, but... Uh, so how, how we stack the bales and then usually what we do is we've got a, a, a double layer underneath that's that's on the ground and then we two tier it with another row in between those bales yeah. and you'll see what I'm talking about. And then what we can do is we stand on the bottom tier and we set our guns on the top tier and it allows us to have, you know, a lot of guys ask, well, how the hell do you guys get such steady shots? We, we make a point to have steady shots, whether it's a tripod or a bipod or we prone out or we're standing with a with an awesome rock solid rest, which is what we've got on the top of these bales. And then we, you know, uh, there's been years where we've killed. I would say uh, a safe number is fifty plus coyotes. I was gonna say I think two years ago was probably our best year in there. Not last year, but the year before. It just was bad news. It was bad. We would go in there. You, that was the year and that I you think, killed the quad right off the bat. Yep. I think that's the year we 
got that quad and then went back an hour later and killed. The one was eat or not eaten, but pulling the other one drug, off. Drug it off a little ways. And killed like another triple. Right. I Unreal. Think, I think we ended up killing eight out of there that night, you know, just in a matter of two hours maybe. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah we did. We did. I think, I think that's – and there's some footage of that out, I believe, of I think there was nine or ten coyotes in at one time on some on some – footage somewhere it's on youtube and then chris also did it on mm-hmm. night crew but i think yep. that there we only got like seven or eight on the same screen but you're okay. looking at the yeah. mark three the mark three that has a seven degree field of view which is a, a not a very if we would have had what we're using now like the ricos right or or even with the reap if we would have been having that to record you know that 12 degree to plus we, we would have had you know probably all 10 of them right. plus, or, or more on the same screen but uh, what we usually do is we set up our kill boxes for a predominant northwesterly wind. Usually in the winter time, unless a front's moving through, you know that usually those fronts will push you know an easterly wind, and we're screwed. That's really the yeah. only way that we will cannot hit this particular kill box, and then. We'll set up other kill boxes, and we we might not get as as elaborate as this, but we'll set other kill boxes up, like you said, and one might be for that wind, sure, so that we yeah. have somewhere yeah. to go, and not just that wind, but just if you the kill box is not for that wind, so we'll have another kill box or another what have you to to take up that space, I guess you know to that we can still kill. And if, if we're screwed at one spot, we're not screwed at another spot. Right, right. And that's usually how we, I mean, we don't, there's only one real wind right here that, that really dicks us. And that's, uh, like I said, that easterly wind. So we, we really did, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's, 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 it's just common sense if you're a hunter. Sure. If you're, if you're a coyote hunter and you know what you're, well, I don't want to say that we know what we're doing, but if you know how to set stuff up, that's kind of how we design stuff. And like I said, we, what usually what we do, man, from the time that we get in the truck, from the time that we're notified, Hey, let's just start from the very beginning, dude. How we, (laughs) when we were talk, when we, the very first, when we started getting the thermals and really getting into the bait piles, we would, we graduated freaking so fast. We we would just freaking tough it out. We would park and we'd walk a half a mile. We'd walk a mile, and a lot of times at the beginning, absolutely, man, we'd be like, "Oh, dude, this is awesome." But then, guess what starts to happen? Those coyotes aren't stupid, or they don't live forever. You start killing them. And well, it got so bad that if you stopped and looked at it, I mean, it's almost like if they seen lights or brake lights or anything like that. They were gone. And that was even later on. What I'm saying is we would walk into those sets and yeah. then it would be a dry set or, yeah. or there would be nothing on the so base. So you sit there two or three hours. And freaking maybe one would show up. Yeah. And and we would get to the point where we're like, you know what, dude, fuck that. We're not just going <laughs> to shoot one. We're going to wait yeah. for two we so we greedy. can kill two at the same yeah. time. And you're not freaking sitting on nice warm bales. You're sitting in a snowbank out completely exposed. In loophole where we left John. Yeah, the first one we started. The hey, first one we did. Hey, that one wasn't even bad. It was comfortable enough. I fell asleep for like two hours. Yeah, that was... I think that's where the very first one we built, and all you did is push snow up, and we dug a hole through it. 
Yeah. And shot we, through a tunnel. And it was, we got some pretty cool, pretty cool, nobody, I mean, anyway, so what we're, what we're anyway, long story short, we, we, we're walking a half a mile, we're walking three-fourths of a mile, we're doing good, and then, then the coyotes get a little smarter, they start coming in later, or they come in earlier, or you kill X amount of coyotes, and it takes another uh, week or two for that void to get filled by another coyote or another group, and then we're like, dude, we're walking in here this far and we're getting smoked. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're exposing ourselves. We're getting, it's just a pain in the ass. So then what we started doing is like you said, and also those coyotes would, you know, they would affiliate the, the, the light source of the pickup with danger from a long ways away. We were seeing it right here Yeah, where yeah, we would man. park, what would we park over there? How far is that? Well, it's a mile and a half at least, isn't it? In a straight line, I would right. say as the crow flies and we would watch them. With our lights on from that, no kidding, they would start to leave. As soon as you stopped. As soon as you stopped yep. and your lights are on, they would leave. Yep. And then we started putting two and two together. Like, this is crazy. So we graduated further. We decided to set those up, and that's part of it. We started to set those those kill boxes up in a place where we had a line of sight with a high-powered thermal, a long-range scanner. Like, uh, we were using the M250XR and then the, the uh, REAP 60 yeah. the next year. Yeah which are awesome units for long range. And we could count how many coyotes were on bait at 2000 yards. Yep. And so we were going to that point where instead of walking in and wasting our time, we would park on a hill with night vision and our lights off and infrared so that nothing was seeing anything. And we'd roll down the window and you'd be like, yeah, James, there's two of them there. If there wasn't more than one there, we weren't even pursuing it. Right. We were just like, screw it. We'll move to yep. the next one yep. because come back. We're, we're, we're getting so efficient at it, you know, getting two trigger pullers or three at the same time and taking out multiple coyotes in a second is just, it's, it's come to be the way that we do it now. And then we graduated further yet. Now, instead of having to get in the pickup and burn fuel to get to that hill, to look 2000 or 1500 yards away, we've got barn owl cameras set up that ping our phone. Yep. And I guarantee you within any time, we'll start, recon will start freaking dinging us. Recon 3 will start hammering. I'm surprised it hasn't yet. And maybe the wind blew it. (laughs) It might have. I should trigger it. It was working this morning, so. Yeah, I mean, last, so we're getting so efficient. Little things like that where it saves time. We can be in here reloading. We can be in here doing this, talking to you guys. At a different bait pile. A lot of times, you know, we'll be at a, a second or third bait pile. And, and Recon 3 will blow up, which is the kill box. So we know. I mean, well, as soon as we're done here, we know where we're going. You know, the wind's right or it's wrong. Let's not, you know. So. And if there's, if we see two of them, absolutely, we're going right, hot. Right. But usually there's, when there's one, there's usually at least two yep. or more, even if you don't see them. So th- those cameras are a huge asset to what we're doing now because you can command a trigger you can, which I mean, command the triggers, you can make it snap a picture or snap a video anytime you want. And you can set a window. What we were doing is I'm like, gosh, damn, man, we're getting crows and all sorts of shit flying during. So I'll just set a window. It, it sun up, I'll just kill it. Yep. And then at sunset, boom, it boots back up. And right. then it's hammering. And then I'll set. I think I, we, when we were trying to get a bunch of cool videos or pictures, it was taking a, a picture or video every minute. I think it's set at five now. Sure. He'll, we watch that cow, that bait, and yeah, all of a sudden. one half gone in every other picture. Yeah, every other. You're like, what the hell's going on? 40 pounds gone off the bait pile. Yeah, so it, it works good. I mean, we've got it down to to a T where uh, it, it, it's just, it's almost, 
it's it works good. It's an efficient setup. But you, but you, I mean, think about it. You're, you're investing. We're investing. They're, they're, those cameras aren't cheap. Right. You got to pay for service. You got to know where to footage. I mean, we we gotta have we footage is what we need. You know. Yep. Always got to get the footage. So. And that's what we're trying to key on. That's that's why that's yep. a a major a major part of why we designed this how we did. Which we haven't hammered big time yet this year as far as the kill box. Right. Yeah. We've only been down there two well, times. What do you three, think we got? Two, we were down a, three, dozen, three, three dozen coyotes out of there so far this year. Quad, triple, and then I think two. Oh, so we were down there four times, yeah. four times. And, and the first time we went down there, we didn't have the, the thermals. We, that, if we had all of our thermals that we wanted, or if it would have been bad. It would have been a bad deal. Because I was. I think that's the night we. Walked in on 15 or 18 coyotes, I think it was. Sleeping all over the bales. Yeah, and that's the one that one jumped up about, jumped Got in me. your back pocket. And we, that's where I was like, screw this, man. I'm going, we can't wait. We can't wait. We're not waiting. We got. We can't wait yeah. for the thermals. We're, what was, and we went in strictly for, for night vision. It was a full moon. We were trying to get our night vision footage that we wanted and whatnot. I had the A7S III, yeah. which is an awesome uh, uh, low-light camera. It's a SLR, but... What what the the thing was, we were getting our hands on new on new thermals, all new thermal this year, and a lot of you guys know what they are. They're the Rico Mark One, and it's basically, I mean, a, a twelve core with a six forty resolution. So you're getting the image quality of of the of the Trishicons, and it has the ability to have onboard recording when you pull that footage, unreal quality as long as you have the focus in play. And that's what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this for the very beginning, ever since we started running thermals. And so they, they weren't ready to go. They weren't really in the, in the, in, they were in the development stages, but they weren't necessarily ready to give us for test and eval. And so now we finally got them. But at the time we couldn't wait because the kill box was just getting smashed. Yeah. And, we're going through a, a bait. Bad. Two, two baits a week. Unreal. Stupid amount. So we're like, you know what, man? We we have to do something in this this next full moon. We just got to gear up and go. And and John had the the Pulse RX P50 LRF. We we put on the the Knights PVS30 in front of an NXS. Yeah. And then we recorded that with the Tacticam at 4K. And John just has onboard recording, and then I was like, "Screw this! I'm going in with." I wanted to take a gun so bad, but I'm like, "Man, I'm not going to sacrifice a gun for some 4K uh, A7S three footage." And we really weren't going in to murder that night. I mean, we were. We, but yeah, we were primarily going in for footage, right? Just yeah. to document. Yep. And it turned into trying to get two on one screen, or you know, so utilize the full moon. And it turned into a yeah. smash fest. I mean, two in one screen, triple, double. Yeah, and then you know, a couple follow-ups and yep. And and then you know there's there's a lot of a lot of uh variants I would say in how quick you can go back. Like that one you used 2 years ago like you said, you crushed a quad and we come back in there and we're looking with the thermal and we're like, dude, that coyote's moved. That dead coyote, did you not kill it? Yeah. And we start looking, and we're like, it, there it is. It's right there. It was literally pulled back. Well, we watched. Then, then the, those other coyotes came in, and they st we saw what happened. They were grabbing that coyote, and it, that's what happened. You shot that. It's on It's on YouTube. You shot that coyote first. I think you got a double first, and then you came up with a quad because that coyote was a nasty bitch. 
It was a big old female that was just whooping ass. Yeah. Nothing else would, she, I mean, they were kind of circling around, but you crushed her and then you shot another one. We come back and they were freaking hammering on her when yep. she was already yep, dead. That's right. And then, then you, then you smoked out a quad, but so you, there's, there's really so many variances when you come back we, and we never had camera set up at the time. We're like, let's just come back and check it out and see what's going right, on. Right. And it's a damn good thing we did. Yeah. And there were, yeah, I know. And now you go to the point where, man, it's almost like the generations learn where you, you go in there and I, you say, oh, dude, you're giving them too much credit. But gosh, damn, you go in there and you kill some of them ones that brand new virgin coyotes and it shuts off for a little bit and they start coming. It's just such a variant. And you sit there long enough. It's crazy to watch, you know, the how they'll, they'll go lay out there and wait for their turn to eat. You know, and then the, the alphas or the, the older coyotes will eat their, you know, eat their stuff as long as they can. And they'll go out and lay down. And then you'll see the other ones get up as soon as they do. They'll get up and come in, you and, know. And that's it's crazy to just sit there and watch that. Exactly. You know, to see how that works. Or, and, and a lot of times you think those alpha males that come in or whatever are bad. You wait till you get a nasty bitch in there and she'll run them all off. Just the other night. Yeah. We watched, yeah. The, the, they had to cross the river. The whole, right. the whole. Which is. Mile and a half, yeah. Is that about how it flies? Yeah, and it was how cold. Well, that was a pretty chilly night with that wind blowing. I bet it was in the sink. I bet it was. I bet it was nine or ten. Yeah, it was down there. Um, but like you said, both of us could tell on these Ricos. So first thing I said is uh, she must have crossed the river. You could see it, and all the time you always say, "We ain't gonna get them to call." And I always say that. You're always saying, "We ain't gonna call them across the river." I'm like, dude, they come up to the pile all the time with frozen damn icicles hanging off of them you know and you can see that in the thermal you know the straight line across their back with that with that frozen water on them and in in like you said from these kill boxes how we set up is this especially the kill box our kill box we get in there and, and we watch like we we were on this last double that we got we just sat there and and we that's what happens on those on those coyotes that are that are just stupid. They, they don't you, you bust them out. I mean, you have to. They're laying around. They're in where you need to go. Yeah. Because they're yeah. little. They're little. A lot of times, if we do that, like we, you know, we bust them going in, on purpose almost. I mean, not spook them all the way out, like haul it, whatever. But they'll run over the bales, and they might go out there fifty to sixty yards and lay down. Yep. You know, and then they'll eventually come back, or they'll provide a shot for you. And but what our goal is is. We the, the main reason we don't want to like bust them out of their full fledged is because we want to kill the alphas right that are right. that are booting the little bettas off you know I mean yeah so we go in there and and bust those out and get in there and we're we're sitting watching like you were saying how we watch their characteristics to us I would almost it's funner than hell for me just to see that rather than just go out and oh you know let's go shoot some shit with a thermal but like those Not last the, I want to shoot some shit with a thermal. That last double that we that we saw come in that that we got, yeah. They they came from we saw them from the southwest. How far did we? They had to be damn near a three fourths of a mile down yeah. there. Yeah, way the hell on the yeah. side of that. And we watched them and like really couldn't tell if they were coyotes or deer, but you could see them. Yeah. Then they start moving, and then it probably took them a solid fifteen minutes, right? T- half an hour right. maybe. And sure shit, what happens is they separate over that first draw. And that big ass male came in, and he came in first. He's the one that was yep. that crossed the water. Just a fur ball, man. I haven't shot one like that this year. That was haired up all over, and that's the one where you're like, 
dude, he crossed the river or something. Yeah. Because you could see yeah. it. You could see the line in his back. Where Instantly, he, you just knew what it was. And he made a circle, checked it. You just watched him. He circled right up to us with the way the wind was. He wasn't going to circle behind us because we've got that petition, that barrier. And he come right into the bait pile. And then before you know it, within a minute, maybe two, here comes that bitch. And he freaking tucked tail, and he, and he was he, he was twice gonna, he, he wasn't was, even gonna try her, dude. No, she, no, but he was twice. He was damn near oh, twice yeah. her size. Yeah, she freaking kinked up, bristled up, and yeah. he freaking goes and did exactly what you said. Went across the fence, just laid down. Yep, he knew what was up. It's cool to see that. Yeah, and you you just wouldn't really know it any you you wouldn't you wouldn't know it otherwise. And you notice the one, uh, I mean, haven't yet this year, but. You saying get in there and get them alphas, you know, let them younger ones, you know, spook them off or whatever. We'll notice if we, I mean, if there's a pack of four or five, you know, the older coyotes, it gets later in the year. Them older coyotes will come in and watch the kill box, watch us in the bales. If, 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 even if we're, you know, not up over our looking or anything, they'll come in and they'll look right into the kill box looking for us because yep. they've, they've seen it before. Yeah. Whether we've shot other ones while they were there. They know. Anything like that. They they know. And it's crazy to see yeah, that. Yeah. And and if we wanted to, I mean, if if we weren't so concerned with getting, you know, two two or three on the same screen, right. We could be plucking. Oh, and that's just it. I mean, they'll go out there and we usually don't shoot a long ways, you know, at night just because of footage. We want good, crisp, close stuff. But they'll go out there two hundred yards and stand there. Just kind of hang out and I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty neat to see. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, uh, what else there's, I mean, we, we pay a lot of attention to the, to the kill box. And like you said, man, in this particular spot, it's not like we put a windmill up for that specific reason, but man, that it's just in a prime, a prime location that just so happened to be, you get a little bit of a breeze, that windmill's just ticking away, just hammering in those nights where that snow is crusty and it's even if it's not it, you get away with so much more but we've designed it so that you know there's the buffer there's the there's the windmill there's the bulls that are always tromping around it's just uh you know a force multiplier in the aspect of us being able to get in there stealth mode even down to like where we cross the fence every time <clears throat> we got that staple out there's just one spot to cross that makes it that much more efficient. Yep. One guy grabs one side, one guy grabs the other. So the fence, the barbed wire doesn't rattle. There's no noise at all when we cross. And I mean, do we, do we necessarily in the overall scheme of things, do you think you probably have to do that? Maybe later in the year. Exactly. Yep. It, it, initially, probably not, but why take the chance? If you can do it, why take the chance? Right. Yeah. I know the other night we went in, what was it, probably the first or second time we went in there this year. <laughs> so, all the weeds were still tall. The snow was knee deep. And I just oh, shook shit. my head. And we still walked in on those those pups, dude. I was, I was, like, I was sitting there. I was just shaking my head. That's was, when I had the A7S three with yeah. that telephoto. I'm just sitting there recording and that one standing on the bay. There's four of them. Yeah. You and, walked right out in the open because you kind of wanted to spook him, you know. Yeah. And. He, he almost like he walked towards you a little bit, you know, but 
And then right before we got back up on the bales, one of them jumped back up on top right yeah. in front of us. Yeah. And two of them, was it the last time that we went down there? The first time, two of them never did even get up that until was, we that were. Was two times ago. That was the same night where night vision. This, same okay. Time. The, the, the very the initial. They didn't, they didn't wake up from the bales until we got, were getting in on them. We couldn't tell if they were just a hot spot in the bale or because like, there's no way in hell there's seven coyotes on top of them bales. They've yeah. got to just yeah. be hot spots. But they. They yeah. were coyotes because they freaking jumped up. When we got about 20 yards away, they sure as hell did. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. But what, I mean, gosh, I, the, the, we're, we're, the, 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 the YouTube video of the kill box is going to be, uh, I'll tell you what, there's, there's already some, some, uh, some videos out there of it. I mean, we've got the initial kill box that we put up on the YouTube channel that I was using an A7S2 to film and Keith got a quad, a solo quad. And then uh, Chris came with the night crew with night crew. He came down and filmed some stuff a couple different times. And he actually has a whole episode that was on the sportsman's channel where you know he 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 does a, a very good job at uh going over the kill box and, and how we set it up it's a pretty cool episode and it'd be awesome to get him back out here and do even a more elaborate episode and that's kind of what we should do on on our youtube channel but gosh dang i mean it, what i'm seeing is is uh what i'm seeing is guys are are uh are are want to see more of a fuck man youtube's just stupid it's just dumb <laughs> because you get you get you 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 put it up and you you, you look at the analytics and you have 5000 views for the first for the first minute the first intro that's put together and then the rest of the guys don't give a shit you know you got a couple hundred guys that actually watch the whole video then you have a couple 10 guys that watch the end of the video and like dude it's so awesome you guys break it down and then you get the other dumbass like you guys need to turn the music down you got to quit talking about the sets it's all just stupid just go freaking hunt and i'm like what you you just you just like whatever you can't, I, you can't, you can't win dude no you can't so you can't <laughs> so way i go is man when hunting's hunting what the hell do you do when you go out and, and you and you ninety nine percent of our sets of our hunts you're putting in the footwork and the effort to get that millisecond of a trigger pull? Yeah, it's the same thing with our videos. You know, I mean, you, it, it, you you're gonna you're gonna instantaneously present the climax of the video and then you're done. No, it, it's a lot of guys want to see that, but uh, we like to provide a little bit of something entertainment value, but at the same time, it's relevant. You wouldn't have nothing to laugh at if that's all we did. <laughs> and, and at the same time though, it's relevant to the videos. It's, it's like the kill box. The intro I hope is real entertaining, but it's not bullshit. It's us setting it up. It's us, how we do it. The only real thing that's bullshit about it is maybe the, 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 the music, you know? Yeah. A, a little yeah. bit of tunes to, to, to make it a little bit more interesting or more dramatic, whatever the hell you want to call it. It just adds to it. Ops has got a fetish for uh for uh editing, so we just go that route. I just I mean, i could we could just it, it's easy to take video and freaking upload it. It's not super easy to edit it, color grade it, find some cool shit, put it together, cut, splice, do everything, but it's a lot of guys do it. A lot of guys just take pictures and video and post it up. And then frick, they have a hundred thousand subscribers. Maybe we should just do that. 
what 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 have we been doing? <laughs> Editing, dumb shit like me. <laughs> I am. That's not us. That's yeah. just you. <laughs> See, what have we been? What have you guys yeah. been doing? Yeah. Yeah. We've we, been sitting here freaking playing chess while he's over there editing. Yeah. But what other questions? Scott? I got. I'll tell you what. What do you guys? What? What's? What's? Why do we use net wrap over twine? I don't. <laughs> that way the you kids got, have something to pick up, dude. If you don't use John Deere net wrap, you are f- shooting yourself in the foot. Because I'll tell you what. You well, cannot. Either way, it's still going to have a cheatgrass bale down there at the kill box. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to pay my kids 20 bucks a night to dude, pick it out of my freaking Kaitanica that, clothes. That's the only thing about kill box that isn't absolutely perfect is that damn cheatgrass bale. And there's like two of them. Well, the thing is, is also, too, the fact of the matter is they're bulls, right? So they're not like bread heifers. They're not going to get good third-cutting alfalfa. They're going to get shit, shit bale. Feed them the and shit in late January. That way they don't have a choice but eat it. You know what else the deal is? You notice that uh, James has never had cheat grass in his hoodie yet? Yeah, that's because he's... I'm on kinked the, out on the closer side. He picks a bale. I, I'm going to stand right here. You guys come wherever, but I'll be right here. <laughs> No, it was bad the other night. It was. It was. I, I, you, I, paid, I paid my daughter twenty bucks. I you sent me a Snapchat. You sent and us. Unless he said, "Why in the hell did you just buy a new one?" I was like, "Yeah, I might just do that." And Kendall's like, "I'll do it." Just buy it. Gosh, that does suck. We should. I could. We could go in there with next time we feed and pull that out. Easy enough. Pull that bale out and put a different one there. You won't do it. And I know the other guy won't either. No. Probably put a freaking sandbur bale in its place. <laughs> That'll be worse. Yeah. Oh, that will at least be easier to pick out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, the, the kill box, dude, the kill box. It's where shit goes to die. That's all that there is. is. That is what it. that is. It's just how it is. It's what it's, it's a hundred percent the design. It's like, why the hell do you guys call it that? Because shit dies in that box. It That's gets killed. Bad. And it's not a bragging thing. It's just fucking, you want to stack numbers? What we should do is dig a freaking seven. And we have seven. Other, other kill boxes, but none of them produce like that. There's something you know? there, dude. It, there, it's it, there. It it's the location. And we'll, we'll, we're going to dig. I just had. And it's not. I mean, I think obviously the river has a shit ton to do with it. But look at this year. I mean, there's a lot of coyotes coming from the north or the northwest. And we'll smoke them out either way. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm going to put it. I'm going to dig an eight foot railroad tie in down there and we're going to start notching shit. That bitch will be freaking whittled down like a lumberjack in about a year from the amount of down. You'll hit it with your raptor before you whittle that bitch down. That's bad. Hell no, dude. We'll whittle that bitch down from putting marks from kills on it. That shit will be freaking mowed in too. You'll forget you dug it in and run over it. Nothing the raptor can't handle. I guess. Jeez, we got some guys. You have to put a ranch we got some on the front instead of that ADD. 40, 43 people listening on out some of your- 40 that there you go that's a true that's how you do it so you get 10,000 followers on Instagram and you have 10 of them that watch a live video <laughs> I'm answering their questions on there for you are you yeah I would do a couple on that what we should do is uh what we should do is I was talking about it earlier just do a, a maybe a weekly podcast and do some questions or you just answer five questions that pop just because we can get into details on it Half the shit we might not know what we're talking about. But the kill boxes, trying to think what else we got going on with it, how we set it up. I think we went over it, man. Uh, set it up with the, the bales, the big round, 
size of them, the direction of the wind, what factors we have when we're going in to eliminate us being heard or seen. And then the video, this is a precursor to it. But first, before that, um, before that, uh, we're probably going to upload the quad recept video that Keith just got. We're going to post that up. Working on that right now. Hopefully in about two days, I'll have it, have it going hot. Is that what you're going to name it? Quadricep? Or are you going to name it Spike? No, it's going to be called Quadricep. <laughs> Is it? Quadricept. Not Quadricept. Quadricept like, because they're receptive. Like reset. They're, they're, they're receptive to being killed in quads. That's that's what I thought about. So I go into detail on on the thoughts of the of the uh, titles too. Got little Easter eggs in them if you guys haven't figured it out yet. Here it is. Hold on, let's do this. Let's let's do it. All right. So, Nathan. All right, shit. We'll just get into a little bit of questions. Wants to know if we zero our thermals or at 50 or 100, 100 yards on everything, even the day rigs. I mean, uh, it, it, it everything that we zero is at a, is 100 yards because we're, we're primarily shooting the same calibers with a similar trajectory. The only variance is uh, powder charges. And with the exception of John's Mark One, that's shooting a different the different bullet altogether, from zero to two hundred and fifty yards, there's not enough difference to worry about that anyway regarding hold. And for what we do, yeah, our primary objective is to try to fool that animal, not try to be a sniper. Uh, I mean, we try to get that animal as close as we can. Nothing against it, because I know Keith's fucking done it before, Whoa. pulling triggers, Whoa. making vapor trails, and shit like that. But it's it's not really our, our our primary gig, with the exception of having equipment that'll do it. We really, honestly, do try to get them with a. I would say ninety ninety five percent of our shots at night, if you put it in a percentage, are under a hundred yards. Yeah, pretty easy. And out of that ninety percent, I bet fifty of those are probably sixty yards and in. Yep with the primarily <clears throat> focusing in on the kill boxes. A lot of times, the only time you get out to that 140 range or 50 range is a follow-up shot, whether that's two and three coyotes standing around after a double or a triple. Yep, exactly. And then also the exception is later on in the season where guys are getting ready to start calving and they don't want coyotes and we're like got enough footage stacked that we're Murder mode. Yeah, content with just kill mode. And I think where the day footage was good early, we'll probably call a little bit more at night this year, don't you think? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, more thermal calling, which we've done in the past quite a bit. But we're so stacked with daytime footage. Right. We've got such good production quality or production value uh, footage that we've obtained that, uh, I mean... All right, let's 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 sort of freaking talk to this. X Pulsar Thermia on XG fifteen cold weather. Nope. Uh I've I've talked to a couple guys. We've never even used the XG, but I have talked to a couple guys that said that owned both the XG and the XP fifty and said there wasn't enough of a difference in image quality to justify the extra cost of the XG fifty. Now looking at the new units that we're running, there is a significant difference in in image quality that you can see. I don't know if it's because of the display, because of the processor, the germanium, whatever, but uh, there's a there's a, a pretty big difference in in 
the XP50 LRF that John's running and the Rico Mark ones that we're running right now. And we're not, I, I just talked to a guy this morning from Montana for probably a half an hour while I was feeding. And I'm like, man, you know, we've only been running them for a few weeks. I, I generally would like to run them in some sub-zero temps. Just like Tyler said, I don't know how they're going to do in the, you know, in the cold or, or what have you, but and I told we're them, sure we're, as hell going to find out. Exactly. I said, we'll find out. And, and with, you know, we're, we're doing some testing on, on how long the batteries last. They come with a battery pack, how well the zero holds, which they've held plumb fine so far. Uh, a lot of different things. Which we haven't had the cold yet, but that pulsar did good in the cold last year. So I mean, that this housing similar, I'd think it'd be good. Well, I'm there. The we had a good pulsar. We had we didn't have the we had the the Mark One pulsar last year. This is the Mod Two. the The new pulsar that you're running has the the uh, the magnesium alloy housing. I got. And you. what that was supposed to do was alleviate the zero shifts that guys were having. There was an issue with pulsar zero shifts. And so what was the, what was that question? Cold weather? What was it? The cold weather one? Cause I don't know how to do Instagram. Live. Oh, there we go. Do you uh, guys have, to, on the yep, on. there we go. So basically, I mean, the, the, we, if you guys haven't heard, we did a podcast with uh, ultimate night vision last week, listen to it because they kind of talk about the thermions. I, I'm all about getting a unit that has the option to have an external power source. Also, if, if it's a, a safety net, a fail safe, if, if your battery packs or whatever it operates on goes down or, or, or drastically is decreased because of weather conditions. But I know the Thermions also have that potential. But, man, when you start, I think they have two batteries. There's That's another thing to worry about. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't really like the... I don't like the design of the scope because it looks more like a traditional day optic. I can see the, the mindset behind it, but this isn't the daytime. I mean, if you want to pull that unit easy enough and and use it for a scanner or 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 swap it, it it's not you're you're looking at scope rings. You know, you take this, which is everybody's different. I mean, I'm more of of in tune with like the, the Trijicon units, this Rico, the Pulsar, the older Pulsars, the Trail versions. I, I like those personally, but like I said, I can't give you proper insight because we've never ran a, a Thermion. I know a lot of guys are happy with them, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth them. The uh, overwhites. I know who that dude is. <laughs> um, the overwhites have been all right. So what happened, guys? With those, we're kind of turning the kill box in. That's all right though. We have forty people. The the the, the overwhites. I actually designed with a guy and got part of a design pattern from a guy that won the Iditarod. And uh, I I am not going to give any details on who I worked with on it, but we got a pretty badass design and finalized and I dropped kind of a lot of money on research and development and different, different materials. Finally got it down, got some Patriot over white multi-cam Alpine fabric. And the only two unit, the only two pieces of actual over whites that we have Keith wears and I wear, and they were supposed to be done this year, but with COVID it, it shut down manufacturing. I mean, you, you it completely shut down everything. I was supposed to have, I said it the other day, our our, our HVP hoods were supposed to be going hot. Uh, the bino packs, which actually just fi finished up with the digital pattern, the 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 gators, and then the overwhites, all of that stuff was supposed to be rolling. And COVID completely put a halt to it. So I don't know where things are going. It, it's it's fun to design shit. It's fun, to, really fun to design stuff. 
but it's not so fun to try and source a manufacturer to do it. It's not so fun to, to, to put money into it and then not get a return. It's awesome to say, hey, dude, guess what we got? You know, I spent $2,000 freaking building a bino pack that I have one. <laughs> what the hell does that do? Shit. Carries your binos, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and freaking takes $2,000 out of my bank account. Yeah. I mean, can't, shit. Can't put a price on fun. But it's 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 cool to get a... But it's, it's not worth it. I mean, I'm seeing it's not worth it. We Until we all of a sudden were out there some night and we're like, son of a bitch, guys. We need to make this and nobody else does it. And we know it's going to be a freaking hot deal. It's... It's it's cool to work with guys, but it it takes a lot of time, and that's on a year like twenty twenty, it was just a shit show for it. Um, entry level thermal. Any suggestions? Now we have 40, 45 guys going hot. It'd be cool to get fifty. Uh, entry level thermals, I would say, depending on your price point. Usually, what I tell guys, save your money. I mean, depending on what you do. If you're going to hunt over a bait pile at 50 yards or 100 yards and take pokes a couple times a week, I can see spending a nominal number on them. But I've been there and done it, man. High school, college, I had to get into night vision. Freaking should have saved up for a Gen 3, got a Gen 1. I think I might have shot a rabbit with it. That's it. And that was it. Um. Anything, a, a scope, a rifle. Uh, how often have you ever spent money on something and been like, damn, I wish I bought something cheaper. I'm not happy with getting the good one. I, I've Every time I've spent the extra money, I've always been happy with it. And everyone I know that spent the extra money has been For what? Anything. Oh. A thermal, a gun, a can, a scope, a car. Anything that someone spent extra on, they they're always go, geez, I'm glad I didn't cheap out. And but the thing is, is I always take into consideration that a lot of guys, a lot of guys can't afford to do that, and I do understand that. I mean, there's just with what we do, it is part of our job description, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, we're not we're not right now contract killers because we just I mean we don't charge to do it but we help a lot of guys out. We help ourselves out. It's a, it's a lifestyle. And so with that lifestyle, I mean, if you're, if, if you're a race car driver, you're probably going to freaking drive a Ferrari versus a Ford Taurus to win, right? That's, it's the same principle to the, if you're a PRS, if you're a champion freaking marksman, you're probably going to shoot a custom built rifle with hand loads versus a factory over the counter with freaking manufacturers, loads you know with 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 over the over the counter uh hornadies nothing against them prefabricated you you probably won't you'll probably custom tailor it and that's that's the same principles that that we're real fortunate to be able to use um it's part of our, our and then and then to look at it where we where we actually film and and put productions together it's a force multiplier it allows us to work with a lot of different guys where you've heard me say it before and I'll say it again but it it allows us to to use equipment that otherwise, if we weren't in the situation, we probably wouldn't, you know, we'd be spending a lot of money on stuff that, uh, that we, that we don't have to right now, but it allows us to get our hands on a ass load of different products. Like, like I said, the fellow I talked to today, he was like, he was more than, he goes, man, I just want to talk to somebody that I can, that I can get information from. 
because there's you, you talk to Optics Planet, you talk to Shields, you talk all those places, and you talk to somebody that's never really used it, or they might have used one. So it's it's fun. Entry level thermals, like I said, depending on your budget, you could be real happy with a, a, a three eighty four resolution instead of a six forty, and save yourself a couple grand. Uh, like a Thermion XQ or even like a Pulsar uh, XQ50 LRF, which is around that $4,000 mark, a little more. I mean, that, that might seem like a lot of money, dude, but it, in the thermal and night vision, night hunting, that's that's not a lot. That's not a lot when you're talking $9,000 for some high-end Trijicons or even like the UTCX2s that I was talking to a guy about, they're 26 grand. I mean, it's just, it, there's there's a little, some really good equipment out there. The guy asked what it means to nuke. You can answer that quick. Non-calibration uniformity. So nuking is just, if you're familiar with photography, a vignette is a ghosting in the corners. So like if I take a picture and I want to highlight the subject, what you try to do is you kind of you kind of shadow the corners to bring your subject into, uh, not focus, but into perspective. So people notice that. In, in a nuke, it's a similar thing because what happens is you start getting ghosting in your image. You, you just, it, it starts ghosting around the corners. You might get a washed out image in certain instances. When I was using the Skeeter, uh, the Trijicon Patrol, uh, a lot of times it would just fizzle out. You'd get lines eventually in the screen. And when you would nuke it, it would be like somebody taking a washcloth and just cleaning it off. You just, boom, you wipe it and boom, it's clear again. And, and for us, we're constantly nuking because we're filming. We want to have that crystal clear image. So uh, a lot of guys that I talk to about thermals, they don't know about it. And I make sure and tell them because they just don't know. They, they have no idea. You know, all of a sudden uh, on some of the Chizikons, it'll pop up, you know, sensor needs to be nuked. And like, what the hell is this? What's this yeah. mean? You know, something's and, wrong. And the higher humidity nights, you notice you got to nuke more. Exactly. Rather than a cold you know, colder nights that are lower humidity. Every, there's certain nights where all of a sudden yeah. it just, it, you start seeing that vignette or the shadow yep. or something yep. and you got to nuke it. Yep. And, and some nights it's, you don't even have to do it's get right once yep. every 15, 20 minutes, but it's not a pain in the ass. A lot of guys it's get not, scared of it. It's a quick it. deal. Yeah. It's nothing like <clears> any, even with the new units that we're running, like with all the Chizikons, it was a single handed op. You'd set your, your heads up display with the toggle switch for me. I would just flick it forward with my thumb, yep. have my hand over my over my germanium, and the ger germanium was recessed inside the housing, so you never came in contact, never had to worry about scratching that surface. Right. You just put it up, boom, flash, nuke, And some done. of them, you can just automatically have them do it. Yeah. But and where we switched to manual, so it's not doing it right what, right during a clip that we're recording or something like that. You know. Exactly, but like Trizicons, you'd, you'd, you'd have to cover the lens. Even if it is on manual, you would have to cover the lens because right. it yep. didn't have an internal shutter. Now, like the Trizicons, or the Pulsar, sorry, like John's using the other night, where we got you and Keith shot that double. Yeah, that was that worked on two. Exactly, on three. And, it, and, and that's where you could kick yourself in the nuts if you're not paying attention yep. because you, it, at least it gives a countdown, so you got to pay attention. I think it does. I, I know the one last year did but i don't remember seeing a countdown on this one i could be wrong i might have just missed it but anyway i mean we were counting down and his was like two seconds ahead of the kill yeah and it freaking nuked and then it was two one and you guys made the double but you can absolutely dick yourself if, the, if you're not paying attention 
And so with, with these newer units that we're using, and even like the Pulsars, they have it, what they call an internal shutter. So you don't have to manually cover the lens. You can leave that lens exposed with the lens cap open. On, on these new units, just boom, quick press of the power button, nukes, internal shutter wipes it, done. I mean, they're getting it figured out. It's so much and it's easier. Seconds. I mean, not even. Not even a holdup. Right. I, yeah. I mean, th- th- there's no a, a millisecond of a delay. Mm, right. It's about as bad as flicking your safety off. It's, yeah, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, it is seriously. But in this, in the overall realm of coyote hunting, it's a high speed game. I mean, it. Yeah, that's all it takes to have a, a dick. I mean, just think yeah. if you would have had that nuke on the, you probably still would have made the sh- the kill shot, but it would have been a goofy ass deal because it would have been nuked, paused. After the kill was made, yeah. and you're like, "What the hell?" So that's that's if there if there's some other stuff on there, we could sure go over it. I mean, shooting at 200, yeah, yep, that's what the nuke is, and it's actually it's like NUC for it's an abbreviation for right. non-uniformity calibration. And if I'm wrong, call me out because yeah. I don't care. Yeah, and 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 Logan, Logan, yeah. son of a bitch, Logan, what the hell? Your phone is dry. Yeah, my phone's on the table, and I'm freaking have the jitters, dude, from coffee. So my shit's shaking. If it is, we apologize. <laughs> Hopefully, you can at least listen to the I audio. I think it was covering your mic up on the bottom. Oh, gotcha. Well, I put it on a little tablet that I was going to take notes on. So yeah. And then, okay, guys, that's a good question. I mean, holy shit, we could go for however long we want, but uh, Nathan can switch his to manual nuke. It says he's always sh- he's always nukes when he's ready to shoot. What's that now? On his on his thermal. He said it always nukes when he's ready to shoot. Well, don't shoot when it's about ready to nuke. <laughs> just wait three seconds. <laughs> no, that's just got to be bad luck, dude. Yeah. It's sensing your freaking trigger squeeze. Yeah. Uh, Lighten your trigger. <laughs> it's just trying <laughs> to, to make extent, a picture clear for you. Um, then we got this uh, uh, TRM260, which I don't know you guys' names because everybody's got different usernames, but uh, your 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 real names. What about clip-on versus doing a dedicated thermal site? Okay, um, the only the only clip-on, I always say go 100% dedicated weapon site. De- designate a platform for one application. And uh, we went over that in the Ultimate Night Vision podcast too. I, I, yeah, Quite we, a bit. we did. We did. There, there's yeah. a lot of info there to listen yep. to if you want to go into more detail. But if you if you don't want to, we'll tell it real quick. The thing is, is uh, the clip-ons, I mean, unless you're willing to invest a crazy amount of money, like there's a FLIR T70 I was looking at years ago. And then you have like the UTCX2 made by uh, Trijicon, who was Oasis, who, who Oasis used to make it, or maybe they still do Trijicon bottom. Anyway, you're looking at like 25 plus thousand dollars and that's what tyler had remember that you looked through it i looked through it we freaking used it a little unreal yeah unreal if i could own that uh it would and be able to efficiently record without having to 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 rig some goofy ass shit up and make it be a pain in the ass i would use it because gosh damn dude how is that any different than how we're recording yeah. In years past, though. It's just a pain in the uh, ass now. Yeah. I mean, it's, now it's, we've got these where you it's don't. stupid how we were doing it. And now, like, you know, we're, we don't have any exterior, anything, anything Nothing. attached or not trying like, to power. Holy shit. There's not a phone and a cord wrapped around your bolt handle to a battery. But we were, it was the only way to, to, 
to show how well that thermal we we did trigger yep. a lot of justice by doing yep. that yeah because everybody else i mean you, you get a dvr and you hook up to it, it's just junk footage um so so like a clip-on man the basically what we talked about with ultimate night vision what rich was saying is is the clip-ons once you get them on unless you're willing to spend a significant amount of money it's 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 for a very close range because you have to keep your optic at low power in order to make it actually usable without getting real pixelated with tyler's i messed with it man i cranked that up his day optic up to like 10 and i'm like wow oh this this would be the cat's ass but i mean it's a unit i don't even know what the germanium is on that if it's a 75 or what the utcx2 is but jeepers christ man and it it's it sticks out there you start adding weight and, and getting a lot of uh you know, increasing the diameter and putting it in packs and worrying about hitting it on shit. But, but man, for, for flat out, if you wanted to take some long range shots at night, right. Oh, that would be, you could crush yeah. like you do during the day. If you just wanted to kill, right. That would absolutely be the way to go. But like I said, you're looking at spending a lot of money and most guys aren't willing to do that. So I always tell guys designate one platform for what you're going to do. We have multiple, we got three designated night rigs, uh, four or five designated day rigs but like i said once again a lot of guys don't have that option and in and a, and a, and a really good thermal clip-on is would be a nice option yeah, yeah. if if and you probably see the thermal as an optic and then the next year they're saving to invest in a scanner yeah it'll double your numbers and, and then you go helmet mounted hands-free yeah it'll yeah. Dub, double your numbers the one thing that i'm getting used to this year that i've noticed is with when we were recording behind Trijicon, we did not have to raise up our eyepiece. You know, you could keep your thermal monocular down. And I'm always telling guys, I Which, never did. How you had your setup is you could do that. I mean, I couldn't because I had mine on my right, right eye dominant. I had it on the right side. Oh, I got you. So, but how you had your setup was perfect for that. Yeah, I would roll up my PVS 14 and yep. it, it would be out of commission as soon as we're out of the vehicle. Yeah. But then either the Skeet or the M300W. Or now the MH25 would be on my left eye. Yeah. But I would never have to fold that up and out of the way to make a shot because the 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 thermal was was so far in front of your cheek weld yep. that you could hold it and just look at the screen way up here. And then you would shoot and make a kill shot and you just would keep on looking. And it was nice. Right. But with this to get proper eye. The thing about it now, is people probably don't understand is we've never actually thought shot a thermal shouldered yeah for say like 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 daytime eye relief right like a day optic looking through it how you're supposed to because we had a recording device on the back side of it exactly so and it it, was you could do that kind of thing and now what what i'm seeing it's 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 gonna be even a little bit more of a learning curve because you have to roll it up out of the way or yeah or yeah hit your g24 or g22 click it fold it up and out of the way you can roll it up and out of the way but if you got a pvs 14 even if you have them rolled up, you you can come in contact with that, right. and I'm noticing that. Yeah, and and that's a whole nother aspect because yep. it makes a click, man. It makes a little bit of a noise, and they you got to be careful regarding alerting anything. So, um, what else was there? So no more questions on that. Thoughts on the Halon or the Halo LR? Okay, guys, I I don't we don't have any particular ties to any specific night vision and thermal, which is right now for us a blessing because I'll give you. Um, we don't like to badmouth manufacturers. I don't do it. If we had an issue with something, yeah, and probably they may have resolved it. 
but the halos are good. The Envision Optics, one of the guys reached out to us and wanted to work with us a couple years ago. And, you know, I, I'm like, it's always flattering and humbling to be able to, to have that option. But like, man, I would rather not, I'd rather just get my hands on different units. Well, we had a Halo LR and it was set up to run an external power source, right? Otherwise we're burning through CR-123s like the Trijicons. Yeah. But what was happening is we had a Halo LR and we would plug in an external power source and you would shoot and the shut crosshairs off. and shit would shut off or the whole unit. Yep. And you'd have to push a button and it'd light back up. And so we got rid we got rid of it. And, and that could have been because of the cold. But we got another, right. I think we got another one in the same, well, and I talked to Tyler and Tyler said there has been known issues okay. running an external power source with these. And for us, it's it's just, it's it's so much easier just to walk away yep. and go, this isn't, I don't want to deal with it because we need something that we're not going to throw away. Once CR one, we're not going to buy 200 CRs and toss them at the end of the year and have to worry about coyotes coming in and them going down. We need a reliable external power source if we're going to run a unit like that. And it wasn't there. So we, we freaking we, we said that we're like, Hey dude, if you want us to get something, if we need to have something reliable, we, we just, we didn't, but, but, but you guys that are in warmer conditions, like you said, yeah, they're, they're yeah. good quality. They're right in line with Trijicon and these Ricos for image quality. They're the same 640 resolution, 12 core. I think they even have an OLED display, but, um, I mean, I don't want to pretend like I know everything, but they they are a very good quality and you get the Kool-Aid drinkers, man. You get guys, I see it online. Don't say nothing, but there's guys just like suppressors. They're going to drop five, six, 10 grand on a thermal and that's going to be the best. Yeah. And it may, may very well be for them. But um, we find out a lot of shit that works and that doesn't work. And we're still finding out stuff about these. We're, we're going to. Hopefully, we don't find out bad stuff. But we, If it's there, we're going to find it, though. We'll find it. Yeah. Because that shit will get frosty and freaking our fingers will stick to it eventually. And we'll see if, it, if zero shifts or um, shit shuts down or how long the battery longevity is in, in cold conditions. Um, all, all sorts of stuff we're, we're, we're really excited to try to figure out. We're not getting into the. <laughs> Did you see what waiting. Joe said? <laughs> Get a manufacturer in Harrington. I mean, Joe, I'll set up a freaking so shop one. for you. Which one were you laughing at? Uh, where the hell's Black Snow at? I know a guy with a building up there. He'll probably rent you, Joe. Cheap. We're not going to get into suggest for call. Well, we're going to do a podcast with Fox Pro. We use a lot of Fox Pro stuff. Um, they, I mean, they're made in America. Uh, we we love to use stuff that's what well, we should just do a, a podcast and talk about certain things but we are we'll do i'm not going to get into too much on that because we're going to be doing a fox a, a podcast with fox pro we've got it written down and that's that's what we use and a lot of guys are like man you know fox pros what wrecked it everybody's using a fox pro they can tell the difference maybe they can but if you're if you have a little bit of ingenuity you can add your own calls to a Fox Pro, man. You don't have to be encrypted sound files like a lot of the other ones. Wildlife Tech, some other names out there. I'm not bad-mouthing anybody because I've ripped sounds. I will rip sounds off of anything, and I will put it on a Fox Pro because it'll play that shit. I ain't going to tell you what sounds they are. We've got Octane. Yeah. What else do we have? John. 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 we got Spike. Yes. Freaking all sorts of shit, we man. Got that bear, we got Bear. Or uh, Gas. Gas, Octane. Yeah. Octane Gas, Hot Fuel. All sorts. I mean, we got sounds that we play that we we just record on. I've got a Zoom, a Z6 or H6 Zoom mic. 
and we'll get clean, crystal clean audio with that. And I'll clean it up in <laughs> Adobe Edition and freaking put it on the Fox Pro. That's huge. Look at Joe. Joe, play the rabbit. <laughs> Watch the next video. I'm done with it. I can't do it anymore. It's just going to go hot. I'm not freaking cutting audio out of shit. You guys. Um, okay, what else we got here? All right. All right. You're way back there, dude. Am I really? Is there yeah. that many going? We got 50 guys. Jeez, too bad we couldn't get 100 on these. We'd really <laughs> be freaking thinking. Be cool. Um, What else? What's You guys are reading them. Where are we at? It says you boys ready to try some of our uh, Eclipse Thermal fabric for the for a hide. The, I know the new shit that we're getting has freaking infrared. Uh, uh, what, is, what did he call it? Um. Uh, IR masking or something. Yeah, he he had a name for it that you can't see. It, it, it has no IR, uh, any kind of, you use any kind of IR light, the fabric is just dull. We're getting some some pretty cool stuff that's supposed to be going, but we will use it. I mean, 100%. De decent night vision binos for calling. Night vision binos or thermal monocular. Yeah, go thermal. Thermal monocular, thermal. unless you want to get some. 31s. Thermal. How far am I down? Any inside on the bearing? No, I've never used any. There's, I, I, I don't, I've never messed with those bearing. Uh, uh, there, I know there's a very, there's, if you're on a budget, there's a, 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 a Rico Bravo that's basically an introductory version of the Rico Mark One. If, if you're on a budget, take a look at it. It's got the 384 resolution, I believe. So it's going to be significantly less than the Ricoh Mark I. And the Ricoh Mark I is pretty damn affordable for what it does. Um, no. Never used a PVS in conjunction with any EOTEX. Never have done that. Right here, Paul said, I could play the rabbit. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Wildlife tech. Yep. I agree. I've talked to the fella. I, I want to say his name is, gosh dang it. I talked to him. He was going to come out here. He used to actually filmed for Nat Geo. He filmed some stuff. Uh, Bill, I think is his name. If I'm not, he, he knows a lot or he thinks he does, but they absolutely, we use a lot of wildlife tech, but it's like I said, you can't add sounds. Uh, the range from the remote to, if you don't have that, that call elevated, what we found is very finicky. We'll go into that something else. We're, we'll go into that on a different podcast, e-calls or something. And we're not going to talk about vocalization and stuff like that. I know a lot of guys just, I mean, you'll, you'll get it. Trial and error. Any insight on having special guests such as Nick Irvin? Irving? Who's that? Who's Nick? Oh, dude, I know who that is. That guy's, I'm pretty, isn't he that freaking sniper that's always on Demolition Ranch? I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the Reaper, dude. Are you sure? Is he? I think so. Google it. You got your phone, dude. I don't want to freaking be, I think it is. I think it is, too. It would be cool. My kid watches Demo, I've watched Demolition Ranch, and Rush yeah, watches, yeah. like, Flair. We were going to have Flair come out. He's a good dude. He was supposed he, to come out last that year. That son of a bitch. He was supposed <laughs> to come out and shoot the first coyotes ever shot. He's, I don't think he shot one before. I think he one. went south. Yeah, he did. Tyler's I, cobbed him. I, yeah. I think that I think that's him. No, absolutely it would be cool, man. We've talked to a lot of guys before that movie with uh who that, that Navy SEAL movie that had uh who's Brad, who's the guy that played in the freaking uh 
the, the that's who it is. The, the the guy from Texas that was a SEAL that got killed by another vet. Oh. Uh, Chris Kyle. Yeah. What's the movie? American Sniper, right? Yeah. Okay, I've never seen that movie. I don't, I mean, I anyway, he, the, the dude that played his spotter, I talked to him. He wanted to come out and film and said, dude, I don't give a shit. I'll freaking kill him with a knife. He said, I don't fuck care. I just want to get, I don't, and I got put in touch with him with, I can't remember who it was. Never happened. Yeah. I mean, just. He could have killed one out of the kill box the other night with a knife. He could have with the freaking gu- with the katana. Yep, that's who it was the re- the Reaper dude. That's who I knew that name. I thought it was a pro- NFL or something. I thought maybe it was an kind of yoked like it, probably. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be there. You go, Bradley Cooper. Yep, that's the there dude. You go. So um, look at look at look at are the Raptors for hunting purposes or ranch work. <laughs> Dude, depends. You you want his first general Gen One was a was a ranch rig. Man, it got ranched out. I hauled to do the math on this: thirteen hundred gallons at eleven and a quarter pounds per gallon. I towed the shit out of that stuff. That was thirty two oh fertilizer. I freaking used that Raptor and pulled probably I'd figured out at least twenty loads of that to pivots, and it chased cattle and it freaking was way over the tow capacity, way over. Go oh, if you guys are on the. Ford Raptor forum search how much can a Raptor tow and you guys will get some wicked links to isn't look there, at. Isn't there a fuse they should look at too? Look up a fuse. Yeah, but it did. It did. That was the truth. That was for real. Yeah, oh, that was a true. That was that was because remember we freaking killed on us. Yeah. Anyway, no, dude. Raptors are the way. So awesome for what we do. I mean, it's it's a truck that's made for what we do. Yeah. Do you have to have a Raptor to get to sets? No, you don't. You but can, you want one? Yeah, they're they're nice, dude. Off road, awesome. Yeah, infrared. Oh, vehicle headlights. I don't know. We were kind of looking at something like that too, but we Let's just use pods. Night vision pods. Pods are like a little IR light bar. We had a ten-inch light bar and pods, and we had them wired into the auxiliary switch on on a Raptor with the auxiliaries, or you can get it. They come with the switch too. Yeah, we just did away with those though because we had the. I didn't. I just got a a, a new Raptor for myself. Not a not a new year Raptor, but a, a newer one that had only fifteen thousand miles on it because I like the terrain and I like the six point two. And I didn't want to start cutting into shit. I didn't really want to start. Which is I'm a little puss, dude. I just need to do it. Just need to cut it. Just need to go into it. Give it another year. He'll have a cut to shit. I don't know. Anyway, it if. I'm, here it is, the kill box. That's it. Yeah, go like you were saying, do that. Turn mm-hmm. it over. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's how you do it. And oh, I should almost put a teaser on the beginning of the of this video, but <sighs> hour and fifteen minutes, man. Has three hit? Has three went hot at all? No, Maybe two has. That's all right. That'll work. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, man. I'm probably gonna frick kill the the, ins, the the Instagram. That was pretty cool. We had fifty guys max on there. I wasn't really paying attention, to talking some stuff. But the kill box. Anything else that you guys want to? Any questions before the last five minutes? We're going out. We're gonna start hammering with the with the thermals. Try to get some more footage. The wind just died. I I think that we've kind of went over. I'm I'm trying to think of anything that we can get additional info on for the kill boxes. 
like you said, man, we've, we set up a kill box in a lot of different places, but the kill box, the gen one, the Mark one kill box is the freaking hot spot. Yep. Cold weather boot. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey's. Dude, we get acclimated 100%. pretty we get acclimated pretty good though. There was a dude that sent me a picture today this morning from and he went from I don't know where he lives, but he went to Wyoming to hunt and it was uh some sub zero times. He said, I don't know how you guys do that. And I said, We go fingerless in that shit, dude. Not trying to be tough, but we do. I mean, we do. We go fingerless, but it's easy. I mean, I think it's stupidity more than anything. Dude, it's it's really I mean we, I like the feel of the trigger. But and, and it's everything's, and, you know, the hands-free scanners, the helmet mounted. You got to have, you got to be able to touch that stuff. Yep. You got to be able to get in there. In in the time that you don't, you don't get what would be at the nastiest footage ever. And and it's nothing. We just take our fingers, our hands, and stuff them right up underneath. Your, it's, it's easy. I mean, I, the only time that my hands really honestly get cold is when they're fully exposed all the time when I'm operating the camera. Like the other night, you guys could freaking stuff them in, and mine were freaking always out, and I, I freaking locked them up bad. But feet, the same way. We go out, you kind of get used to it. On really, really cold nights, we run those Mickey Mouse boots, which are, they're, your feet won't get cold in those, but they're cumbersome as hell. Gunworks tripod. Is it squeaking? Nope. It's the shit. That's the way to the Revic. Dude, get one. Get one. Tell them that O'Neill Ops sent you too. They're those. I'm I'm just waiting for my Area 419 Arca Rail to get on this stock right here because all of our Marad IRs have the Arca Rail already integrated into the weapon system. John put one on his night rig that came with. So that so the Revic tripods come with an Arca Rail that you can mount on your on your rifle and it's slick how long it take you to mount it you got to do some couple minutes you got to do some gunsmithing maybe not chad dixon gunsmithing but just drill some holes uh uh, yeah those are those gunworks tripods are awesome man you can they're good lightweight you can fold them what you guys are doing you're folding them right up just like a bipod yep. underneath the fore end of your Fit stock right into the pack and that's one right there you can't see it on on instagram but on on the youtube you'll be able to see it and and yep like he said boom slide it right in the everly sock pack because we're running the packs with the they call them tactical scabbards a little yeah. bit wider yeah. or the longer wider profile or the external mag ars etc they fit right in there pull them out and once you're set up it's it's really stupid that we haven't done that more than what we have right yeah they're good they're they're the shit uh favorite stock he we can do that too dude i i'm in love with that you are gunworks verdict stock i yeah. like that shit manners i'm I, a t5a guy i i like manners i do i like the manners prs one that i'm running on my night rig <clears throat> all the manners are nice but i really do like the looks the what would you say the modern maybe or it's it's kind of a hybrid tactical hunting. It, it's a it's a freaking tough looking stock. That I'd, that I'd call it ta- hybrid. Yeah, it's kind of a high. It is. I mean, you look at that thing, man. That's just bad news. You, there's so many. Mo- it's awesome because look at you can adjust the the elevated cheek piece. Uh, we should just almost do stuff it, on it. It's hybrid everything. Yeah, you can. It's Hunting. got an adjustable, so you can you can adjust the the grip so that it's more of a of a of a vertical grip up and down and it's a nasty big one i've got that grip on my creed 
And I think you kind of like those bigger. Maybe I, not. I'm a, I'm, I like the smaller. Okay, gotcha. And then it's got, I mean, the, it, the Arca, it's got the forend, uh, the forend uh, a pick rail for your, you know, quick detach Atlas or ADMs. And then it's also got the EFR on it. They're they're nasty stocks, man. That one's pimped out, murdered out in black with a little bit of dust over black Cerakote over uh, carbon fiber. That looks tough, man. We'll, we'll be doing reviews on those. Yeah. That's what your I'm rig even, is. I'm That's e- your rig. I'm even the climber. I mean, it's pretty plain Jane, but just just the grip is. They're tough. Yeah, they're sweet. We like you said. What we should do is get a climber stock with that big heavy M24 profile yeah. contoured barrel. Yeah, like like the tan. It's not out, in here. It's out in my pickup. Yeah, that's a that's a wicked setup. Um, <laughs> how many elk did you get, dude? I'll go look at my gut. Check this out. See that? See that for elk? <laughs> guy just brought it in tonight. Let me cover up the guy's. Those are elk teeth, dude. And it's freaking the 15th of January, and I'm still checking shit in. Look at that. Uh, what, there was another one I was looking at. East kill box set up with the east west river bottom. Set the box up facing north or south. Okay, dude. So the river flows in this particular situation to the east, and it yep. runs east and west. Yep. There's a couple jogs that go north and south for maybe a quarter of a mile, and it's not north and south. It's maybe. angular. It's yeah. more like northwest to yeah. southeast. It just winds. It's easy. It, it runs east and it runs east, but it's primarily it's east and west, and it's you know, it's like a jogs like you said it's got snakes in it so we're setting the kill box to the north of it approximately a mile a mile and a half yeah and the the kill box faces to the west but we're we're focusing our kill bait or our we're focusing our bait where we're shooting from the kill box more towards the west southwest yeah not even really the south yeah it might be the southwest it is Right yeah, at the southwest. And then what that does is it, it's just how the layout is. I mean, it's right in a fence line. In fence lines, that's another thing. Coyotes travel those fence lines. I mean, it's just a natural yep. trail that those coyotes Which, move. There's a fence line on the going east, to this east border that runs straight north and south. Yep. It's on the east border of the kill box. And, and it, it runs comes north and south. Comes right up from and the river. Coyotes will come up out of the river and hit that fence line and come straight north into that. And then hit it right about sometimes 10 yards from the kill box. Right. And then yep. they circle it. So what we've done is we've got the, it would be the south edge of that kill box. And they kind of hit that. And it's like a trap, man. It's like it's like a foothold trap, how guys lure them in. Yep. They, they, they funnel them. It's, it's, it's a funnel, man. It gets them, it kinks them in, and they circle in instead of going. Every once in a while, we'll get coyotes on there, and then they'll circle behind us. But like they're doing what you said. They're going back to the north. They're, they're getting out, and that's just the way they came in, probably. Yeah. Yeah, the two of the other night did that. Yeah. That's, let me see this. Yeah, that, so, so that's, hopefully that answered your question for that. Uh, the guy's asking about your bino packs. Don't know the price yet, man. Uh, they're, they're wicked. They're going to be cool. They've got a lot of options. We'll be doing a lot of stuff. And then I just finally got that, that done. It's been a year and a half, two years, but, uh, the, the digital pattern is done, and uh, I just got to get them into production. I got to find somebody to do it competitively. I'd like to keep it in the States. I could go to freaking Taiwan or wherever it is, you know, Japan, or Korea, and have it, like, honestly done for probably 15 bucks and sell them for 200 
or I could do it in the States and have them done for a hundred to 150 and sell them for a, a nominal number. It's just, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make it worth your time. And I got to make a little bit of money on it, but they're good. I like the, these ones because everything about them is furnitured out except for the back panel that's black over there. It's supposed to, they, they will change that. That, that is designed but the, to be tan, but the, with COVID, the wait time for that specific fabric was like six months out, so they couldn't do it. Um, LRI, uh, LRI rifles. John's night rig still in an LRI. So is this one. So yeah, this one too. We do not, we're not just going to give them up. Is what's the plan for the CR model with no optic in the background? It's a Mark One. Yeah, that's a Mark One man. That's got the the the, the Manners T five A with the elite shell, and then it's got the SR three big orange arms SR three action with the uh, Hardy rifle and engineering, eighteen uh, inch barrel, carbon fiber wrapped. That was. We were gonna. I don't know. <laughs> it's just I see so fucking look. six scopes you could throw on it. We were going to pick and choose what we felt. I, I like the PRS stock just because it's a lighter. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I like, it doesn't even matter, dude. They're all good. They're, they're comfortable. It's just chilling up there looking cool. Hopefully for the uh, Instagram live video. Hope. So yeah, we are running LRI. We're actually in the, in the mark or we're actually uh, have Chad lined up for a podcast. He said to do it anytime. He said, call anytime I'm ready to rock and roll. And then there's a guy that said, try TNK hunting out of Rapid City for building your bino harness. I saw some dude tag me in that on Facebook today. Maybe you too, I think. I think he did. O'Neill Ops, he tagged me in O'Neill Ops. Um, what gave you guys the ideas of the kill box? That's a good question to set uh, it up. It was my idea. It was all me. <laughs> uh, you know, I went down there, dude, like probably, and I think I still have it. I had an old silver handy cam that was non, not even HD. It was standard definition. And I went down there and I was going to do a video and I was going to call it the nest. Fucking not lying. You guys probably don't even know that. Yeah. I was going to call it the nest. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I, because I had some bales down there and they were all single level, nothing you, built you, up. You, I was a little freaking K nest, dude. <laughs> were you with your boyfriend when you came up with this? <laughs> all nested out. And I sat in it. I just sat in there, dude. And I'm like, this is a freaking comfortable. And I, and, and coyotes came in on the east side you know from what? Brad's. Yeah. And it was about a half an hour before it was too dark to see. And they smelled me. This was, gosh, damn. Well, when I had that little Joe would know, when I had that little standard, that had to be 15 years ago, right out of college. And I don't know why. Went I went, there, there was something died down there, and it was honestly that long ago. Dude, you know what? I do remember that because I'm pretty positive you put me up that windmill, and I had your handy cam and was going to record it because I threw my hoodie away. I got so damn much oil on it. Maybe. That might have been another time because we were going to try. I remember... To be honest, a long time ago, I got into coyote calling comps with Keith and my grandpa one year, and and I don't know, I think grandpa was with me, and he sent me up the windmill, and he had an old lever. I wanted to freaking shoot a coyote so bad with that lever action 30-30 open sight, and I climbed up that windmill, and freaking he called from the bottom, and freaking coyote come blazing in from right where they come to kill box. Fuck, I was all over the board. Just <laughs> no way it was going to happen through those horse weeds. So we have always known that they were down there, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's what, that's kind of the layout. It's always been there and it's always happened, but 
uh, I graduated from that to like, hey, man, there was a little bit of a, I should, not even kin, dude. I know I've got that on my hard drive, and it's called The Nest. <laughs> and I've got footage of coyotes coming in. That'd be cool to kind of put it in that one. It, would be, it wouldn't be very good footage at all. But that's, it's just an ideal spot, man. And you just, if you do it, if you get out there enough and you see the characteristics and the layout of the land and you start hunting and we've always called there, we've like you did, like Keith, when we were in high school, we'd always go down the river and call. We'd always made sets and there's always coyotes down there. So we knew it. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary to, to set something up like this. Yeah. And they're there. I mean, shit, it went hot. It, it, it's always been there. Why does John Brett, John, that's because I'm dumb enough to volunteer for it still. What, 2009 was your reaction to your video, Sony? Yeah. No, that's because you don't have a choice. XR550, Sony each year. Yeah, that might, that, that's just what Joe said, 2009. So that was freaking a long time ago. That was probably, I did that similar within that time frame. So it's been down there. What else? Yep, that's it, dude. That's it. We got guys are falling off. We're at an hour and a half kill box. Um, anything else you guys can think about that? When are you gonna send that video hot? What I want to do is I want to tr- I want to go one more time with the moon getting probably which is what? three quarters within the next couple weeks, right? I was gonna say twenty fifteenth, ten days. I think the twenty ninth is that what you said? The next full moon. I wouldn't mind going in and just smashing some and doing like what we always do, kind of, a, a, a you know, talking about it instead of just having a video and then done. So once, if we can get that with the A7, and now that we've got the new the new thermals, as soon as we get, we, we could do it right now. I'm sit, We're sitting on so much footage. Um, the intro is pretty much done. It's just piecing it together, and it, it'll go, it could go hot anytime anytime but i, I want to get this quadricep video out and hopefully get it going viral i'm probably going to do a little bit of a you know what else you see a lot of these guys out there man you just i'm getting on, on all of a sudden i'll be out feeding and all of a sudden uh uh youtube uh recommended video will pop up and it'll be like everything but some chick that's butt-ass naked and it has to do with coyotes <laughs> some fucking crazy ass thumbnail you're oh, freaking most extreme bungee jumping coyote kill shot these guys are whoring themselves out to get thumbnail and i'm like fuck it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna freaking put four coyotes attack dog to death <laughs> in 4k for your quadricep i mean son of a bitch this is, i'm like clickbait. we've been sitting there putting like legit titles and stuff for 10 years and getting nominal views and these guys go out there and take a freaking kodiak or a freaking kodak sorry a kodak hd camera and say some kind of thumbnail that just draws millions of views. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Joe. Did you see Joe's? Uh, you want some science stuff? Oh, as soon as they freaking give us a legit freaking... I don't know who those guys are that anyway, biggest coyote that doesn't that you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't uh, compare the kill box coyotes because they're all 50 pounders, man. Yeah. Cause so, they sat there and ate 30 pounds of meat. We yeah. just sit there and let them do it, man. No, they're not. But no, they're yet. they're. We've shot some big ones out of there. Yeah. 
50 pounds isn't out of the realm. No, but, means. but you, you, I mean, like you said, you fact, you, you take a, is it a legit 50 pounder? No. I yeah, mean, it's got yeah. 10 to 50, it's got 15 pounds. Of, you watch a dog eat a pound of hamburger. Like it's nothing. Right. They do the same damn thing with five pounds of meat, 10 yeah. pounds. And then like you said, I want to see him go out there and, and puke that shit up. Well, we've I know, watched them do that before. Not the kill box, but we've watched them out of, out of, I think it was up at Jeff's. Yeah. Like on video four or five years ago, it wasn't it on, he was running and eating and then hauling yeah, ass yeah, out yeah. in the pivot and then digging it up and puking it and then right off it. the road with yes. thermals. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. And we were like, what the hell is he doing? He yeah. was doing that. Yeah. It's like a dog burying bones. Yep. He You'd was getting mouth, eat, fill a mouthful, go back or stomach or whatever. And they go out and puke it up and bury it and then go back and get more. Yep. Exactly. Did it a couple times. And, yeah. And the thing is at the kill box, we probably never see that because they go, there's a draw there where they can just miraculously appear and yeah. disappear. So the coyote, the kill box, I mean, the heaviest, it, it, I mean, I would say we probably have killed a 50 pounder out of there, but it's, it's not, not like we weigh them or, you know, yeah, we might say, holy shit, this is a huge coyote and then move on. But I would say 50 pounds is probably, probably about it. Yeah, but that's a big ass coyote. Yeah, and and you know what, we go into the kill box and we we black everything out. Now we're to the point where we can get probably with how we set the bales up with the pickup. We usually take Keith's Raptor because it's a Gen two and it is significantly quieter than than the Corsa that's on mine. And and we don't want stuck. <laughs> yeah. So we get probably a half a mile, 600 to a half a mile away, 600 yards to 800, and we park it, and we just cut a straight line, pretty much diagonal, straight at that kill box, and usually we navigate in there without lights, especially late season. We're, we're going in pitch black. We have the PVS-14 where we can go in without a, uh, having any kind of artificial light exposure, and then we walk in, navigate with thermal if there's enough light. We'll use the PVS 14s and, and go with some kind of star or moonlight. If not, we just drop down the MH 25s, navigate with thermal. And a lot of times going in, there's always coyotes before we hit it. But in this case, we don't, we just let them be slowly bust them out. Dude, Joe asked a good one. You surprised that wolves have the green light now? Nope. Because <clears throat> according to almost all of the GF and P, there's not any here anyway, right? No, but I kind of am, to tell you the truth, because with the shit show of everything that's going on, why wouldn't they try to regulate them still? I thought they'd just kind of keep ignoring that they kind people of, think they're here. They kind of, isn't that kind of what they did? They just didn't recognize them as existing here. Right. So what if you right. shot one? So if you yeah. shot one anyways, well, we didn't have them here, so you really didn't shoot one. So now we're good. Yeah. I don't know if it's a wolf. If they well, if it's not, I haven't even looked at it. I don't even care. The chances yeah, of us fucking seeing one are. We've never seen one. I mean, everybody's seen one that we talked to, but have you really seen one? You know exactly, yeah. exactly. Shit, you, your wife seen one like last week. Yeah, a black one. Yeah, and a mountain lion the year before, or bobcat <laughs> a couple of years ago. Both of them. We're, we never see them, but everybody Dude, else does. Allie keeps seeing that two hundred and fifty inch mule deer right down here by the river too. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, that's what happens, dude. When you let chicks go, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. It's so hard. They probably saw a grizzly bear, and we're freaking. It's probably real, and we're like going, "Fuck, shut up." Uh, the got one dude says, "Uh, uh, 
Zach said how many we're we're probably at nothing crazy. Here's the thing. We're I would say yeah. we're probably at fifty to sixty coyotes this year is all. But we just for here, how many sets we've made. Which is a handful. Right. You can count them on we, your hand. We, we did it. We, we we went for a week in November before deer season. Which we never do. A, exactly. Never. And we might have made four sets that week. And then we stopped. And I think we killed twenty. Yeah. Twenty, I dude. Say, I was gonna say seventeen all, coyotes. But all on video. It, I yep. would yep. And then we stopped for deer season. And then we got contracted out spontaneously yeah. to do an add-on. Yeah. And so. we've been that's been tying us up pretty much all day. We're trying to get that finally. On top of that, the elk. Elk hunters everywhere. Like you said, right here, guys. This is still going. This yeah. is these are elk teeth right here. So Let's, our season's really just getting started, to be honest. And we really do the mass amount of damage during calving for guys. Right. But right. the thing, the only thing that sucks about that, it's fun for us, but it sucks because we're not utilizing what they have. We're not we're, we're we are able to kind of salvage a fur, but sometimes we can't. And then how many yeah, so that's it. Anyway, shit, dude. That camera's freaking blinking at me. That one's going hot. That one's going down. So we're going to be out. We're down a little bit. But we're going to go out and smash some tonight. Killbox is what it is, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, maybe next time we'll do a podcast on just questions and answers. Maybe we'll make that a thing. We'll it's kind of fun. We'll start doing this live deal more to you. A guy yeah. who's just asking how often we're going to do it. But It'd be cool. I mean, shit, we've got about 10. Between all of us, we've probably got close to 15,000 followers on sure. Instagram. And, and if we can pass some insight on, it'd be cool to engage you guys and do more podcast question and answers. And we could do it on here, and then the podcast would be out for everybody to see also. Uh, recommendations, guys, let us know. If you want to see certain podcasts, we've got LRI, Fox Pro, Les Johnson, Everly Stock. We do have Loophole. I saw a question about that coming up. PTG, and then this marks off the kill box. Be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel we're trying to get 100,000 subscribers there uh check us out on instagram facebook i know the shit show that's going on with social media fucking sucks but it is what it is guys put a plug in for what you guys got your instagram keith is opt underscore pro staff john is o'neill ops underscore pro staff all right guys and i'm james o'neill and this has been a predator hunter O'Neill Ops Podcast. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and Anchor. Just search Predator-Hunter or James O'Neill. You'll find it. Hopefully get some good content out there. We are out. <laughs>